All right, so we uh, sorry late. All the people that uh, kept waiting. <laughs> um, we're in the middle of the thirteenth letter we're on page one eighty three, and he's discussing now the category of mitzvahs called edus, which uh, are what we maybe call the symbolic mitzvahs. Um, these are very important mitzvahs. These are mitzvahs that are symbolic representations and demonstrations of the ideas of Klai Yisrael. So it's not enough that Hashem created the world. It's not enough that we believe such a thing. That's, that would be something like in the, in the first category, the Tyrus, the Chavis Halavavis. Edus is where we have to imprint these ideas in the world, in our lives, through physical acts, through symbolic acts, right? And again, symbols, you know, some people, they hear the word symbols, they think that, like we're downgrading the mitzvah. Like we like to think that like by shaking the, the lulav, we're doing something intrinsic in the himmels, and maybe we are. It's not, but that's not Hirsch's, uh, that's not where he goes, you know? There's, there's a symbolism. It represents something, right? The lulav and the dalamidim represent something. Shabbos, malacha represents an idea, right? Uh, the bris, bris, you know, the Rama, for example, says that a bris mila actually, you know, curbs a person's taiva, right? It's a, it actually does it, right? It, you know, maybe in Shemayim, uh, the Bismillah does something, you know, in, in the heavens. In Rav Hirsch, it's a symbolic act. By being mal the arla, you're demonstrating that there's a limit to a person's pleasure, and he's supposed to live within a certain limit of what their Ben Shalom places, right? It's symbolic. That doesn't mean that it's any less important, right? Just the opposite, right? The opposite. By, by you know, turning on a light on Shabbos, you, you, you get skila. If you say, I don't believe in God, we don't do anything to you. Okay, you may not get to Elam Haba, that's your Gimalikrim, that's a different sugya, right? But, uh, you know, you, you, I don't believe in God. Okay? But if you flip a light on Shabbos, we're going to kill you. Bezdin will kill you, right? Because you're, 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 you're we're, this is a world of reality. This is so important, like in Rav Hirsch, you know, the, this, what he always says is about Ikashchina Betachtainim, right? It's all about this world. You know, he, when he talks about Elam Haba, of course, we believe in Elam Haba, and Elam Haba is maybe is an important piece in understanding the broader, you know, scheme of things. But, you know, he says, like, Christians, for example, Ahabdal, they took Olam Haba, and, like, that's their whole religion, right? It's all about Olam Haba. But that's the religion, you're at this world, you're cursed, original sin, you're damned, you know, Olam Haba, that's it. You just have to embrace whoever they tell you to embrace, and then uh, you'll go to Olam Haba. This world is terrible, sick, you know. And I've heard, no, the Ikushchina is here, the Shechina is Yerdolamata. It's about this world. It's about creating a world here, using our free will. Now, again, there's Olam Haba, of course. But in other words, in terms of like the perspective, right? So everything is about reality. This world, physical, real world. By doing, we're doing things. It's not enough to just believe in certain ideas. It's not enough to remember certain ideas. We have to actually, right? Sukkah is the extreme, right? We're living in a sukkah. What's a sukkah? Sukkah could be made out of any material of the world, right? Because everyone's lot in life is different. It could be rich, poor, fancy, right? Sukkah depot, uh, you know, lighter. Everyone's different, right? But ultimately, what provides protection, right? The roof is what, what provides the protection, right? The sukkah teal itself, that has to be natural, not makabal tumma, right? Natural means it's natural, grows on the ground. And not makabal tumma, you know, what's makabal tumma? If, the, if you take something from nature and you, and you, and you forge it for human use, that's what makes it makabal tumma, right? Anything, right? A keli, which is used for human purposes, that's makabal tumma. Right? If you have a, a tummy keli, you make a hole in it, it's no longer fit for use, it's no longer tummy, right? Tumma is about, so you're taking something from nature, which human beings didn't use, didn't form it, right? Which represents nature, which represents the right? It's pure, 
unadulterated Rebbein Shalom, their protection comes from the Rebbein Shalom. You can have the fanciest sukkah, the poorest sukkah, your schach is all the same, it's protection from the Rebbein Shalom. And that's what you do, you sit in a sukkah, you're sitting in the Rebbein Shalom, sukkah. Hashem, Hashem protects us, the protection comes from the Rebbein Shalom, no matter what our circumstances in life, right? And again, this is a, this is a, a symbol, you're sitting in the sukkah, you're symbolically and through your body and through physical and through this perfect symbol that the Rebbein Shalom does, and all of Klai Yisrael is doing it simultaneously. Right? If we all, you know, we all come to a Rosh Hashanah, and when it comes to, you know, we're on Yom Kippur, right? So when it comes to the Musa Shmuz, everyone's different. Everyone's Mahalich, and this guy's with the Kabbalah. But when it comes to the mitzvahs of fasting, Malacha, Vidoy, we're all the same. It's Gans Kaisel, it's this, it's this uniform demonstration, very real demonstration of the ideas that we're trying to express. And so that's why symbols are so important, so important. And again, you know, and there's again, there's a lot of tired to understand how to interpret them, how to interpret the things. The Dal Minim is, like I, I think I mentioned last time, is one of the hardest to understand. It's a very, very interesting mitzvah. First has a very interesting uh, approach. But again, the idea that mitzvahs are meant, you know, Rav Hirsch says that's why in Shavuos, which is a Yom Tif, we commemorate Torah, there's no, there's no mitzvahs on Shavuos, right? Other than just Yom Tif, right? Regular mitzvahs Yom Tif. There's no mitzvah. You don't eat anything, you don't shake anything, you don't take anything, right? Why? It says, because Shavuos is about Torah. Torah can't be, you can't make a symbol for Torah. Torah is so all-encompassing. Torah is so, right, it's, it's not just, you know, okay, you know, eat the matzah to remember slavery. The maror is bitter, right? The sukkah, not covered. Those things, you could do symbols and you're, but Torah, anything you would do to commemorate Torah would be minimizing what Torah is. Torah is so, it, it, it encompasses all of life, all of existence, everything in our lives, that a symbol wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to do a symbol, right? Symbols wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be acceptable. So there's no, it's, you know, so again, he'll, he'll, uh, when such concepts are put into words, they are fragmented and lose their wholeness, right? If you're going to start explaining, you know, I just tried to explain, you know, the symbols behind Yom Kippur. You lose it, right? Okay, you have to explain it, it's telling me, you, right, our brains, it becomes very, right? Instead, we are to express each idea through symbolic action, which reflects the complete thought as a whole, right? In one act of blowing shayfa, we encompass all of Ramam Hilcha's tshuva, Every shmuz in Ali Shur and in the, in the, in the you know in the Mamar from the Rebbe and the, in the in the Reb Nachman, it's all that shayfer, right? One sound that a shayfer has packs everything in. As long as the as long as your shmuz is a, is is gehalten, it's in there, right? As well as the resolve engendered by it in its entirety, which appeals to our psyche as a unified whole, right? It's it's not you know you know like we, we always say by tefillin it's divided into four parshas, right? Because the ideas. In your brain, they could be fragmented, right? When you're trying to explain an idea. And then, you, know, you, you, know, you try to explain something deep, right? You try to explain like a concept in Yiddish guy to a Balchuva. It could take you hours because every time you say something, all of a sudden you have to explain something else and there's caveats and things, right? But when you have an action which, which symbolizes the idea, it's one action and it encompasses everything. And it's such a powerful representation. And we could spend our lifetime trying to unpack it. But by that action, you're, you're in one day of Shabbos, you're expressing, Right, without coming to any shtikach Torah, without you know, without the Rambams and the and the Rambans and the right, it's all there. Moreover, through such actions, the community at large has the opportunity to demonstrate that it is pervaded by one common thought and moved by one common resolve, and thereby to make itself more readily understood beyond the compass of the Jewish people. Right, we have Shabbos, and yes, Shabbos means a lot of things to a lot of people. But ultimately, it's Gans Kaiso. We're doing that one thing, and we're all kind of geared towards that one thing. We're all hearing the shayfar. We're all shaking the lulav. Right? And when, you, when it becomes ideas, right? then it starts breaking up. Right? When we start handling hashkafa, so we have 80 different chasidises, we have the modern orthodox, the ultra orthodox, the yeshivish, the rabbi yeshivish, the yeshivish. Right? Yiddishkeit becomes fragmented when, you, when it becomes intellectual. But when we express it through action, then this is the action. And this is what Klai Yisrael does. We keep Shabbos, we blow Shoifer, we have Brismila. 
and, and so we're a unit, we're putting out a unified, again, the idea is complex, but in terms of, you know, our vision for the world, of Hirsch is very busy projecting to the world, that's what, you know, the Yidin are supposed to be the early guy for the world, by doing actions, we can accomplish that much better. Okay, so that's, that's why Aedus are so important. Again, Rav Hirsch, this is, this is maybe one of, you know, when you learn Rav Hirsch, this is where it's the most geschmack, right? When he's going into mitzvahs and he starts, you know, and, and the way he does like deep dives, he has, a, you know, an essay on tefillin in the collected writings where he goes through every aspect of tefillin, four parshas, black, why is it square, why is it this, why, every single, the shins with the four lines, everything is, is, is beautiful, brismila, tzitzis, every detail has to shim, right? Why? Because when you're doing a symbol, Right? Imagine, you know, like, a, what's a classic symbol? It would be like a traffic light, right? Traffic light's a symbol, right? Red means to stop, green means to go, yellow means to slow down. If you're going to start adding other stuff on the flashlight, right, it's going to start messing you up, right? Details that are not important for the symbol take away from it, right? Anything on that, on that traffic light is important, right? That's what first says now. Every specific detail of action or omission required by the law, right? Some things you're supposed to do, some things you're not allowed to do. That compromise the edus, whether a written or spoken word, whether merely a thought or a vivid expression of a tenant through the meaningful language of action, from the first to the last, all express convictions in symbolic form, right down to the so often ridiculed prohibition of the egg laid on Shabbos or a holiday. Right? This is Be'a Shenel to be Yomtif, the first, who knows how many blot of Be'a. It's like, seriously, Yomtif and Shabbos is about, you know, whatever these beautiful ideas are. And we're spending half of them, half of our Dafyaymi, about an egg that was born on Shabbos, could he use it? Every single detail of a mitzvah is important and intrinsic to the mitzvah. Because these are symbols. Right? These are meant actually to, to impress certain ideas. And so the details are, are, are important. And when a Hirsch is trying to unpack and understand a mitzvah, an edus, he has to take every detail into consideration. And I'll give an example you know, in a minute. Right? But every detail is important because uh, you know, that's, that's the idea. And yeah, a be'ashinol debiyamtif. That that's, plays an important role. And again, obviously when we're learning Gemara, we're learning Halakha, things get technical and it becomes, you know, and sometimes we lose sight of the fact that ultimately what we're trying to do here is we're trying to figure out the Mitzvah of Shabbos and the details of what Hashem says the Mitzvah of Shabbos is. You know, the Rabbanans could be very, very difficult, right? The Rabbanans, you know, and we always talk about this by Naiseid, right? And, uh, you know, because the Rabbanans, you know, if it's not essential to the Mitzvah, right? The example I gave last week was the Sar Lazazah, right? Throwing the sar off the, off the cliff is not ma'akav in the mitzvah, right? So if it's not ma'akav in the mitzvah, then, okay, you, you have to try to understand it, but it can't be essential, right? You can't, you know, there's, some, there's voluntary stuff, right? The rabbanans are always meant to enhance a mitzvah. The rabbanan is never the mitzvah itself. You can't take a rabbanan, and certainly not like a minig, and turn that into your whole, into your whole mitzvah. Right, so it's like uh, you know, like uh, give an example, you know, uh, you know, uh, let's say uh, Rosh Hashanah, right? We have all sorts of minhagim on Rosh Hashanah, right? A beautiful minhagim of Tashlech, and that can't be the mitzvah of Rosh Hashanah can't be tied to Tashlech in an intimate way. Tashlech could complement what the mitzvah of Rosh Hashanah is. Even okay, Malchus, Echernes, and Shefres are those Deiraisa. It's a question, right? Whether there's a Deiraisa to say them, you know. The entire concept of tefillah. There's a deraisa of tefillah, there's a derabanan of tefillah. The derabanans were there to enhance the deraisa. Because you have to understand what is the deraisa and what is the, what is the reason for the deraisa so that we can now go ahead and understand, put the derabanan in its place. And the, the best example of that will be, will be Shabbos. And he's going to get into Shabbos right now. Right? The cure given to so-called trifles is no, mere ridicul- no more ridiculous and no less reasonable than your attention to clear, intelligible diction or legible handwriting. Right? He says, uh, right? you know, uh, you're reading a book, right? the, the guy's writing information in a book, that's essential. 
right? You have to look into every detail of Hilchah Shabbos, right? Every shot, every mug and Avram, every Yeshua Shabbos, Kilchasi, every Igris Maisha, and all of that plays a role in helping us understand the symbols. And he's going to give a good example here. Let's go as an example. Consider Shabbos and the prohibition of Malach on that day. So this is an important thing. What is the mitzvah of Shabbos? Right, because Shabbos is one of those days which is like gets a lot of attention. Like in the Kirov world, they talk about Shabbos, and you hear people give shmuzin about Shabbos and uh, how special Shabbos is, and like you have this neshama, and as you have to just you know it's a day of connection and all that stuff. Okay, uh, you know if if, if uh, you know I don't know. I, most of the people that I hear say these things, I look at them on Shabbos and I don't see them actually. You know, uh, you know they they say like you know Reb Chatzka looked different on Shabbos, right? Like he looked at him, you didn't recognize him because he was you know. Uh, as Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky last night, he said over that, uh, he said that uh, Kamen Epstein was saying over that he was once in Eretz Yisrael and with Sayyam Kippur, he went to Rabbi Chatzkel's apartment. He wanted to say, good, uh, good, say good, wish him, uh, you know, good, 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 what do you say? Right? And like, he didn't recognize him. He says, you know, during El Sersmei Tshuva, he was like always in a state of panic and, and fear. And then, Matzayim Kippur, now he's going into Simcha, he was like as a different person, right? Because like, you know, the, his calendar actually reflected, you know, was uh, shown on his face. Okay, you know, wonderful things about Shabbos. The first has this beautiful essay where he talks to says, if all Shabbos was was a day of, to stay home and spend with your family, it would be worth it. It would be wonderful, right? And he, he has a beautiful essay where he like, he predicts our entire world today, how messed up our world is, because we're so, we don't have this idea of, of, of Shabbos, where we're not like just sitting out where he says we have you know, nuclear bombs and technology, which is just completely destroying the world, because we, we lost perspective on what the point of it all is, right? Okay, but, but what is Shabbos? What is the mitzvah of Shabbos? There's one mitzvah on Shabbos. It's expressed in Asay and Laisasay, right? The mitzvah of Laisasay is Laisas and Malacha. The, the Asay is Shabbosing, which is the same thing. Don't do Malacha. Right? That is how Shabbos is expressed by Malacha. Don't do Malacha. Now, find your, what, what does that mean? Don't do Malacha. That's, like, that's the negative, right? first of all. Right? It's interesting. It's, positive. it's by not doing. And what are you expressing over here? Right? What's, what's Shabbos all about? Shabbos is about Loisasa Malacha. So any understanding of the mitzvah of Shabbos has to come into Loisasa Malacha. It's not about having a studio with your family. It's not about singing Zmiras. There was a time when I was getting obnoxious and I was not singing Zmiras. I don't want people to think that Shabbos is about Zmiras. And there's a mitzvah, by the way, the rice of Kiddush. When you come into Shabbos to verbally express Shabbos, maybe Abdullah, right? But like, we get distracted by all the things which, right? Shabbos, Shabbos, all their abanas, right? They're from Navi, they're, right? they're very early and they're important. I'm not saying don't have a Shabbos to them. But, you know, this idea of... of you know, what is it? Laisasa malacha is the mitzvah of Shabbos. What, what does that mean? And that's, that's like, don't do malacha? What does that got to do with anything? Right, so he says like this, the day on which for the first time man faced the completed creation to be ruled by him. Right, so again, Adam was created on Friday. In other words, so before Adam could go ahead and live life, he needed a Shabbos. Right, the world is finished, Adam was created, the end of the sixth day, and now it's time for Adam to start living life. The first thing Hashem says, before you start living, you need to go through a Shabbos. Shabbos is the introduction to the week ahead. You need to go through a Shabbos before you can go, before you can live. Shabbos, right? The Shabbos is, is meant to inform you on the other six days, right? He was to serve as an everlasting reminder that everything around him is really the property of Hashem, the Creator, that his own right and ability to rule it derived only from God, right? Hashem puts Adam in the world and says, Adam, the world is yours. Conquer the world. Develop technologies and science and plant and build and create an entire world. 
have children and, 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 and look at the world today. This is all in, in fulfillment of the tzivi of the chivshua. However, however, a man who, has, who thinks the world is his could get very corrupt and drunk with power. And you, you see what happens when science becomes corrupted. Right? We get the COVID. We get the scientists creating viruses. When, when you think that you're, you know, the, it's, an end, it's an end by itself. And that you can manipulate the world. That you can treat people poorly. Right? A man has tremendous power over the world. Hashem gave him free will to literally do whatever he wants in this world. Right? Consequently, he should not grow arrogant in his capacity as ruler and should deal with all of it as belonging solely to God and in accordance with his will. We have to go through a Shabbos to remind us Hashem created the world. Hashem created the world and he gives you the right and obligation and, 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 and privilege of, of, uh, of conquering this world. But make sure you remember whose world it is and under, you know, within whose limits you're working in this world. In order to make this idea come alive, you are to refrain on Shabbos from exercising your human dominion over any and all things. You must not use your human abilities to form them into objects for human use. In other words, what Hirsch is saying here is, what's the, what's the Isra on Shabbos? It's not a Vaidu, right? I think the famous story, right, where the guy's going to visit his mother in the hospital and there's no elevator, Shabbos, so he takes the steps. And he's walking up the steps, fifth floor, sixth floor, seventh floor, eighth floor, and he's sweating and he's schwitzing, right? And the guy is like walking down from the top floor and he sees him, he's like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to the 10th floor. So he's like, why don't you take the elevator? He's like, no, it's my day of rest. I can't take the elevator, right? right? If, if you wanted to relax, technology makes you alive. You can drive to shul instead of walking for 45 minutes. But Shabbos is not about rest. It's not about leisure. That we call tircha, avayda, right? Malacha is a very specific thing. It's creative activity. Malacha is about creative activity. The Lamates Malachas are by and large, and there's some interesting exceptions that we could discuss maybe, creative activity. It's a human being taking something in nature and manipulating it for his use. That's what malacha is. It's creative activity, right? The the Gemara, the, the Rishayim call Haitsa uh, malacha garua. Haitsa is, is a, an inferior malacha. What's inferior about Haitsa? How is Haitsa any, any less significant than flipping on a light? The answer is because Haitsa, you're not really doing it. You're taking this, moving the location from something. Right? You're moving it from point A to point B. You're not actually manipulating nature. Everything else, you're actually creative. Even ma'amer, gathering, is a malacha in the fields. Where right? if we just gather toys, it's not ma'amer. It's taking it and bringing it together in order to, to, to store it now for human purposes, right? You're, you're planting, you're plowing, you're, you're taking the earth. It's creative activity. And so once a week we refrain from creative activity. Why? Because the Rabbanisham is the creator. You, the Hashem gave us the right to create, to be and to be human beings, to impart our, our impact on this world, right? That was only a feeder of Hashem. And so once a week by refraining from creation, but what we're reminding ourselves is, is that the one true creator is the Rabbani Shalom. And our right to do malacha the rest of the week is only under uh, with his permission, with the Rabbani Shalom's permission, and within the limits that he sets for us. You must, as it were, return the world which you borrowed, so as to realize always that it is only lent to you. Return the world to Hashem. Hashem, you're the creator. We're not creating for a day. Right? It's a beautiful idea. It's expressed through the negative, but it's expressing this positive idea that the Rabbani Shalom is the creator. So when you're sitting there and you're handling about whether you can open up the bottle on Shabbos, what are you handling? You're handling, right? Am I cre- is this called creating? So that, you know, by, by opening this bottle, what I'm actually doing is saying, I'm the boss and not Hashem. That's what you're doing, right? When, you, when, 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 when you're sitting there tying that knot, right? And making a permanent, you know, you're making some, some permanent, you're taking something and you're tying it down for human long-term permanence. That's, that's what the issue is, right? What he's saying is, I'm the boss. I'm the one who can do things here in this world. I'm going to create as I see fit and not to burn show, right? And so Yohanan Masech the Shabbos now just takes on a whole new perspective. 
You're not handling here what's mutter and asr and Shabbos. You're handling what's malacha. And by malacha, that's the ant that, 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 that's, that's a steer to saying that Hashem created the world. So consequently, the work forbidden on Shabbos is essentially Meleches Machshevis, right? The Allah on Shabbos is, it's Tafka Meleches Machshevis, which is purposeful work, right? right? That is productive activity executed consciously, intentionally, by the means and in the measure required to obtain desired product. In other words, if it's Pachas Mikashir, if it's not something which a human being could use, right? All the Shiurim are always what's going to be fit for a human being, right? When you're handling Haitzah, it's how many seeds does a person carry? What's the normal for a person to carry out? Because it's got to be something which a human being could use. In other words, an action executed on an object in a way that gives evidence of human intelligence and human power. Accordingly, prohibition does not include actions that are kilkel. A kilkel is mutter on Shabbos, it's destructive. Because again, the idea is creative activity. Misasik, if you're doing something else and a punk happens, that's not your problem, right? Sheina miskavin, right? Which is, you know, you're dragging a bench because you want to get the bench from point A to point B, which is fine, and it's punk making a hole. That's not called the human being. You're not, you're not creating something against Hashem. That's just a byproduct. That's not awesome in Dairaisa, right? Sheina Srikhilagufa. You don't need it for its purpose. You're taking the mace out of the thing because you just want, don't want the mace in the house. Hey, my flag is actually tight, is what it is. But in all those things, what's the idea? Ashinoi, Kalachar Yad. Right? Pachas Mikashir. What's the Pshat in all these Paturim? Right? So it's technicalities? No, because the Isser is Malechas Machshevis, is a human being executing his intelligent design on nature. And therefore, it's got to be a human being doing it on purpose for the human, right? If it's Pachas Mikashir, then what are you doing? That's not showing the human being that he's the creator. Right? Okay. It's Kalachaya. That's not the, you know, that's not how human beings do it. Right? Okay, so again, so that's again, that's, that's the sugya, that's, exactly. So that's the sugya of opening a bottle. So you have to handle the paiskim and you handle, you know, these rules. That's fine, and it could be his mutter. I must say, you know, there's plenty of, you know, you can open it, cans, whatever it is, you speak to your rabbi. But I'm just trying to say that the sugya is not a sugya of whether you can open a bottle on Shabbos. The sugya is whether, this is called malachas machshavis, whether by you opening a bottle, what you're, what you're saying that the rabbi Shalom is, 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 is not the creator, I'm the creator. Right? Do you not? Listen, what he says. A very stark. Do you not see that in every moment in which you refrain from doing malacha on Shabbos, you attest to the fact that Hashem is the sole Creator and Lord, and you remind yourself that you are His servant? Do you not see that even the slightest and least arduous productive activity on Shabbos spells denial of Hashem as Lord and Creator of the world? Right? By doing even a teal, you plant one seed in the ground. Right? It means that you usurp Hashem's throne, and implies repudi- um, repudiation and ris- misrepresentation of the entire mission of a man in Israel. Right? That by you planting, you're saying, I'm the creator, and you're demonstrating that I'm the boss, and not the Rebbe Shalom. Do you not see that Shabbos in its entirety is meant to be a bris, a covenant, a zikarain, an appeal to remember, an ice, a sign to instruct us? That it's not meant as a day of rest after the exertions of the past week, but as kaidesh, a consecration of the weekday that follows it. Right? It's the sheishas, right? Sheishas, right? Before Adam could start working, he's got to have a Shabbos, because Shabbos informs how you're going to go through the next six days. Right? It's a whole different Shabbos. It's a whole different Masech to Shabbos. It's a different Masech to Zbayetza. Right? Different Masech to Khan. Right? Because it's, it's not... It's, and Shabbos, it sounds trivial. Flip on a light. Big deal. Right? No, it is a big deal. Right? You write something with a pen. Big deal. No. Because what, what you're doing here is, is you're saying, I am the creator. Right? I can create even if the Rabbi Nishal doesn't want me to do it. All right, Hashem is not right. Shabbos, we return the world to Hashem. And now, covet Shabbos, any Shabbos, because Shabbos is such an important day, Shabbos, by doing, not doing malacha, is expressing the most important idea. We need to have it once a week. Right? In Kippur, we have once a year. Sukkah is once a year. Shabbos is once a week. 
You can't go through a week, you can't go through six days at work without having a Shabbos first. It's the most important idea. So now we have to honor Shabbos and we have to sit down and we have to have meals to celebrate the, 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 the day that is Shabbos. But what is Shabbos? Shabbos is Leisasa Malacha. And then, the, you know, when Rabbi Shem Volbi he talks about different inyanim of Shabbos, so he says, you know, and Rav Hirsch says that Shabbos is about Malacha, and he says, and that's also what the Mekubalim say. Mekubalim, uh, you know. Others say, no, Malacha is just, you know, we shouldn't be busy, so you can focus on what's really important, which is, you know, the Halakha stuff of Shabbos, right? But in Rav Hirsch, it can't be. How does that explain all these peturim? Malachas machshevus, avishenim siyichel gufa, malachas yamishkaven, kilkul klachayad. You know what's what's going on? If you could do it with a shinim midaraisa, okay. The drabanan wanted to protect the integrity of Shabbos, and they said, look, even though midaraisa you can do certain things, we have to put in safeguards in order to protect. Protect what? Protect Shabbos, which is loisasa malacha. Right? It's a whole different Shabbos. Right? And this is how it goes with every single mitzvah. The details, and this is just an example of every detail of the mitzvah. Right? The detail of the mitzvah informs and explains the mitzvah. Right? Explains what's the idea behind this mitzvah. Even you're learning, you know, Masech Tzachsubis. Masech Tzachsubis, okay, that's mostly the Rabbanas, right? I mean, super majority of Masech Tzachsubis is, is the name of the Rabbanan. The whole Ksuba is the Pashas the Rabbanan, right? But it's expressing also ideas of marriage and, and the relationship between a husband and wife, the obligations, right? Chazal will very often, you know, express things and they'll make halachas in order to kind of flesh out, you know, the, the ideas. But what are you doing? They have to look at the essential idea. What is the essential idea of, of, of a yamtif and then work around it. Sukkis is about Dalminim and Sukkah, even Dalminim is only the first day midday raisa outside the base of Mikdash and the base of Mikdash at seven. What does that mean? You know? So this is, this is, this is the, the, the Mahalach, again, this is just one example. I'll just share it with you quickly. Um, you know, in Navi we find that particularly Benigay the Khurban, the Malacha of carrying was very, very much focused, right? Carrying on Shabbos is tied to the Khurban. The reason why the Khurban happened because they carried on Shabbos. Right, so like I mentioned earlier, carrying is a malacha garua. It's inferior because you're not really changing nature. Right, Shabbos, if Hirsch says, is a different idea. Right? What is Shabbos? What is Hitzah on Shabbos? Excuse me. There's two different things in Hitzah. It's carrying from Rishas Yachid to Rishas Rabbim, Rishas Rabbim to Rishas Yachid. Right? Hitzah and Achnasa, and then within the Rishas Harabim, carrying four Amas. Right? So what Hitzah has in common is Rishas Harabim. Right? You can carry in a Rishas Yachid. It's from the Rishas Rabbim, Rishas Yachid, Rishas Yachid, Rishas or within the Rishas Harabim. It's all about the Rishas Harabim. Right? Because the Malachi reminds us that not only did Hashem create the physical world, the natural world, Hashem is also the Bailam and the creator of the political world, the Rishas HaRabim, the public domain, the politics. Right? That's also from the Rebbe Shalom. And you can't contribute to the public or take from the public or act within the public domain also without the Rebbe Shalom. Right? And this is why by the Chorban, which is the political destruction of Kaiso and the kings and other, right? So that was an important mitzvah to remind ourselves that not only is Hashem the creator of the physical world and we can only act in the physical world of Hashem, but the political world, the public life as well. Right? The political arena, the, you know, the, the community arena, that's also under the domain of the Hashem. The same approach applies to all the ordinances in the category of Eidos with two distinctions to be made between those that are Dairais and those that are Abana, right? The Ramam says that like if Bezin makes, says that the Abana is a Dairaisa, you have Ram Baltaisif. Now you can have that, right? That's you know, the question of saying the, the L'shem Yichud before Sfira Sa'imer, the Hidden Yichud and Mazum on the Kayim Mitzvah Sasei Sfira Sa'imer. It's really not so Pashit because, uh, because it's a Sfira we hold nowadays, they're abundant. And if you say it's Deiraisa, it's not allowed to do that. Why? Because you're, you're, even though you have to do Sfira nowadays, because you have to do their abundance, we're not minimizing their abundance, but you have to know what the purpose of the Mitzvah is. If it's their abundant, it means something different. 
right? It's complementing the Dairaisa. This guy uh, in Shul, you know, they made an announcement. Everyone should have in mind what the brachas, we were kind of the mitzvah of Dairaisa of Shafer. On the second day, he said, we were kind of the mitzvah of the Rabbanon of Shafer. It was cute, but he's right, you know. Shafer the second day is the Rabbanon, Yom Tushani. There's a reason you have to understand it, but again, this is just one example to show you how it's all consistent and all the details of the mitzvah play a role in understanding the mitzvah and you have to know how to examine a mitzvah. You have to look at all the sources. You have to look at all the dinim. You have to know Masech the Shabbos cold before you can come up with this Mahalach and Shabbos. Because maybe there's a blood in Shabbos which says some Halach in Shabbos which is going to contradict this whole entire uh, Shtikl Taira. Right? So you have to be able to know the halachas, you have to know the inyanim of Shabbos, look at Chazal, look at the Gemara, look at the Pesukim, examine it, and then we can understand the symbols behind the reasons. Again, next week we'll do the final uh, category of Avaida. Um, uh, I guess maybe after Sukkot, yeah.